0: The following is a Mat Attack production for SJP World Media. Day two, uh, I am the magnificent Matt Lewis, and I am joined this week by my co-host, Mister um, Dan Griffith. How are you, sir?
1: I'm knacking mate. To be honest, I'm running on about three, four hours sleep, so this will be interesting to see if I can make sense of my notes. <laughs> How are you doing?
0: I'm doing. I'm in the same boat, if right? It's been, a, been just a bit of my birthday, and it's, it's been a bit of a bit of a bit of bit a bit, bit, bit of a weekend. With all, with, all the, with all the good <laughs> football that's been going on, but I dare say we can try and make sense of it. So with that being said, we probably should mention um, our other co-host, Conor McCabe, hopefully be joining us. He's having some issues, connecting and so forth. So if he's able to jump in, he will do later on. If not, he'll be here next week. And I dare say on our watch long, this coming Sunday on on SJP World Media, which of course is Newcastle versus Liverpool. Uh, which which we probably be like a nine-gog banger um because new <laughs> because neoside can defend. Um and which we'll get into later on of course. Um for right now though um we should probably um get started Dan talking about the the nine matches for match day two because of course the looting game we should make we should Thing was postponed due to their ground still being a building site um (laughs) and of course we probably also should um preface this as well because here on the volley podcast we don't want you guys to have to be sitting here for nine hours while me and dan dissect every single game to be fair the way we we go off on tangents that can happen especially if you watch our watch (laughs) logs. so (laughs) the podcast is designed to be a quick simple thing for you to listen to get your figs and get out get on your way sort of things. You can listen to other stuff on the network, like uh, the Doctor Who podcast, for example, which is a great show. Or you can listen to something like Chain Wrestling. Or you can listen to um, In the Corner with Benny. Or maybe even Gameplay Junkies. There's so many different things you can listen to on this network rather than us. Uh, I say that as someone who's pimping his own show, of course. But um, <laughs> we don't need to hang around too long. We're always spending time here. Killing time, basically. And... Um, so with that all being said, though, Mr. Griffin, um, the five minute rule will be strictly adhered to on this show, five minutes per match. If we run out of time, we run out of time. And we move on.
1: That That's good be... for me. It? it also means we get to bed earlier.
0: <laughs> it does indeed. It also it also means when we have a three man booth or maybe even a four man booth have a guest down the line. It's gonna make it even more intense. People talking over, all over each other. Without well, being said, let's get into the first match of the weekend. First <laughs> match of the weekend, Mr. Griffin, Nottingham Forest versus Sheffield United from Friday night. Five minutes on the clock, sir. Let's get into it now. What have you got for us, buddy?
1: Well first and foremost didn't Serge Aurier look a menace down that right hand side
0: the change left
1: it. Uh, yeah, yeah it was the very much the best of Aurier which we don't see uh, anywhere near enough but yeah um cracking game for him he was given given a vast amount of space which I think uh, Paul Hackingbottom pointed out uh, post match you know said it was a deficiency in the Sheffield United's game um nice to see Arnold continuing his scoring record as well um the player that never was for Liverpool as two Liverpool fans, it would have been nice to see him. Yeah. Uh, impressed by both keepers in uh, Fodringham and uh, Matt Turner, both had the moments. Fodderingham obviously, it could have been a lot, could have been a lot worse for Sheffield United. Uh, but I've got a feeling that there's going to be a bit more to come from this Sheffield team if they can get a uh, you know half decent striker up top, uh, you know, or a proven striker, I should say, someone a bit more experienced. Uh, I think we'll. Uh, We'll see a little bit and again i think Hacking bottom alluded to that in his uh, in his post-match uh, musings
0: this is this is all true and good stuff to be fair it was a good game i went back and watched it after, i was hosting a quiz night at the time so i couldn't watch it live um which, mm. is, which is why i was late to good cop bad cop <laughs> um ironically <laughs> um but um i went back and watched it as in the, the fact that chris wood got the, the an 89th minute winner um that i i mean i enjoy watching chris woods play um i'm not sure Burnley fans can watch him play after he left for for the, for the money of newcastle but um i have a lot of time for following him as well a lot of time for mm. him as well and he kept the score down for sure um turner's gonna have a great season i feel at Forest as well he um he, he moved on from arsenal very, very brave of him to, to to agree to move when he could have quite happily sat on the bench um, as the number two mm. to Ramsdale. But I guess with with, um, with Raya moving over, um, only on loan, which which is something which um, we haven't really addressed. That's um, we'll get we'll come to that. Of course, as um, we talk about those other, those other teams, I'm surprised that that's a loan deal. Um,
1: well, initially a loan deal. It's, it's, a, it's an FFP dodge. Of course
0: it is. Oh, I thought yawning on a podcast, isn't it, Matt? Good, great idea. And Matt, <laughs> that, that, that's a good chicken down joint at any moment. Um, yeah, Hector Bottom, I think, is going to be... I think he's going to have tougher games than this one. Um, I mean, for example, he's going to come against Man City... Um, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, but they could probably feel themselves maybe being arguably a little bit hard done by not like to get a draw out of this game.
1: Potentially, yeah. and it's it's games like Forest where Sheffield United need to be looking at looking at picking up a point or, or three, because, you know, Forest only came up last season, they spent a vast amount of money brought in a lot of players, but now a lot of them have moved on, they're though, still...
0: twenty wasn't it? It's something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and they're still settling, really. And Sheffield United have brought in a few players. They're still needing to gel. Their goal was scored by a debutant, uh, uh Hamer. And it was an absolute worldie of a shit into the top right hand corner. It was fantastic. See, um, I didn't know
0: who then was Hamer. I thought it was Hammer. So I was referring to Hammer time jokes, which are now completely going to fall back.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. It's Hamer time, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: it's Hamer time. <laughs> um, well, I, I dare say yeah. that someone on the back page of, of the uh, of the Sheffield, the Sheffield Chronicle, like a better term, will probably have it's Hamer time ready to go when they win a game with him scoring a winner. I guarantee they're ready for print they're that article. Um, so, yeah, we've got less than a minute to go, Dan. Anything else you want to talk about this game, or should we, or should we move on?
1: Uh, just fine. I thought great energy about both teams, but Forrest just edged it in quality. Um, like I said, more to come from Sheffield United, I think
0: absolutely right with that being said on we go to the next game which is from the i believe it was, oh, believe it, fickle kickoffs at this point for saturday it was a bit higgledy picklety this weekend um we're gonna start the clock now with fulham versus brentford 3-0 brentford at fulham
1: yeah, I saw a tighter game, uh, pretty much, to be honest. I thought Fulham would maybe picked something up, but they really do seem to be struggling without Mitrovic. Um, I don't think Raul Jimenez is the answer. And, uh, it's something Connor was alluding to, actually, um, on our transfer show. Hmm. Brentford are just a pleasant team to watch. They don't yep. have any massive transfer fees. They don't seem to have any massive egos. Just quality professionals playing to their strengths and a really sort of humble but quality coach in Thomas Frank. They're just very easy to like and to enjoy watching the football. And they do play some bloody lovely stuff. And, you know, let's not forget, they're missing their star striker as well. But Burma, Visser stepped up incredibly well.
0: Yeah, Visser in particular, um, everywhere. Everywhere I looked during the highlights for this, he was everywhere. And, And that was wonderful to see. Uh, burnt Leno um, had one of his worst games in English football for me um he been mm. the, the fact that he the fact that it, um, the fact that was able, to, uh, was able to literally round the keeper and slot it home for me I'm just like is, that, is was, that was a, that
1: was from that was from so that was from a again absolute gift from Issa Diop.
0: yes. Absolutely, but at the same time, I mean, this is a this is a team. If they're facing with their star striker, international striker, who is banned until January, and rightly, to be fair, and rightly banned, to be fair, and they're not missing him. I'm pretty sure that when they when he gets back as well, he's going to improve his front line.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It would be even more lethal because I've got in my notes here, Burma and Vissa, as well as they've stepped up in, in, individually, they've developed a lethal understanding between them as well. Each one seems to know instinctively where the other's going to be.
0: My... And they've obviously
1: been working incredibly hard.
0: Reminds you of John Torres as a Liverpool fan? Reminds you of that sort of link-up that they had? Or Sol and Kane mm. at Tottenham, for example? Um, or, you know, or Emil Hesky in the floor? For example all these, all these great <laughs> partnerships that you that you see over the years for example uh, i love using that one i love throwing that in every now and again it is good just yeah. insert, just, you can insert bruno fernandez you can insert ronaldo you can insert all these different people in that um who was that one demichaelis is a good one as well who who, who with a great really great great gif of him rolling around on the floor and then when nothing was given he literally literally sprung to his feet a miracle has happened <laughs> Absolutely, Uh, yeah. Um, where do Fulham go from here? I mean, I've been quite critical of Fulham, especially since last year they cost me 40 quid. Um, (laughs) so I'd be quite happy seeing them relegated, but that's pure, but that's my pure bias. At the same time, I also know full well that they're not gonna, um, probably be relegated because Tony Carn will just throw money at it because he's throwing money at everything to try and make something work. Um, this though is different. Mitrovic is gone. Uh, it was confirmed after the game he's gone. Do they go out and buy a striker? I mean, I like yes. that. You, you mentioned Val Jimenez, and I and I like him, but he's he's lacking in something, isn't he?
1: He's it's just not been the same since that awful injury, and you, you know you can't really blame him. It's it's going to take an incredible amount to come back from that. So I think they do go into the transfer market. They reinvest some of that forty six million pound they got from him and uh, from not him is from uh, from Mitrovic. Mitrovic. They have to. I they need somebody believe... more lethal up top.
0: I can't believe they got forty six million for him. I'll be honest.
1: Absolutely, milk the Saudis for that. Um, so yeah, they need somebody in and they need it quick. Brentford yeah. just keep doing what they're doing.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. I've now found a way to, get, to keep the clock on screen for us as well, which is even better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got thirty seconds. To wrap up. Anything else? Um, a bit,
1: yes, bit, bit of a soft penalty. The first ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say so. Uh, but it was definitely they the game up and uh, ream, ream, Maybe a little, maybe a little soft. But I think it was. I think overall, it was the right decision
1: yeah it was enough contact
0: mm, absolutely right that is 5 minutes up we move on now to again close to our hearts liverpool bournemouth shocking yes. start shocking start <sighs>
1: alisson um, my big problem with him love it love the loving as a player He's a really great shot stopper his command of his area is appalling at times and he really he showed it. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, it was a shocker. It was a shocker for the offside, and he didn't cover himself in glory for the uh, for the goal for the for the goal that counted.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was he was he was fortunate when that happened. it happened. The warning wasn't fired. Um, however, unlike last season when we went behind and we seemed to just fall apart and literally like heads of chickens, they uh, they got they got they got their foot on the ball and they calmed down and they got on with it. So much so that Diaz oh that was <laughs> it was tasty. I've got problem with with Diaz though, because in this game and Salah for that matter, they went back to their old ways of of going for goals so much and not working for the team a little bit towards the end. But at that point the game was wrapped up going forward at least. Um The boss the boss salai
1: uh, oh, what a baller.
0: Oh, he is. <laughs> I mean, he was he was not known to anyone in the Premier League um, two months ago. Everyone knows his name now.
1: That's, any, well, anybody who's been paying attention to any Champions League game, uh, Champion League games, or even saw England play Hungary will know Shabosh we'll like, or anybody who's played as football manager. I was thrilled when we got him. And I'm even more thrilled after watching that display yesterday. Gerard Esco points and doing that number eight shirt proud. Um, yeah. I think he was, the showed a lot of his attacking to statistics and he was in the top one or two for every single metric.
0: Him and start, have started to find a little bit of understanding as well, which um, Macca being obviously um, Alex, Lex, McAllister, which we'll get on to now actually as well, because the goals speak for themselves. They were all good goals, you know, and, you know, Mo, hmm. um, you know, you um, know, in and obviously jota as well even after the red card um was it a red was it red card i've seen them given i've seen them not we mentioned this um during the watch along briefly we we, we talk about it here so we are going to talk about it here dan your thoughts and, we've, and bear in mind we're going to take our blinkers off okay mm. red card
1: i can see why i can see why it was given in real time um my only thing is I'd ask for consistency across the board. Just set a precedent for the refereeing as a whole. Is it a, is it a red or isn't it in that situation? And also give VAR the power to say we don't think it's a red because it does feel like this season that they're sticking with the referee more often than not. And it's just muddying the water with the whole clear and obvious everything. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's sort of my take on it. It's a tightening up of officiating rather than just analysing that, that one incident.
0: Yeah, I mean, Liverpool have confirmed they are going to appeal the red card. He's facing a three-game suspension. Um, I mean, Klopp, I'm quoting here, said it was harsh and his side have been punished enough by dismissal. Um, Gary Lineker said the decision was a nonsense. Uh, we have seen refereeing decisions be a little bit OTT at times this year, um, but at the same time... Um, yeah, uh, apparently Howard Webb has said that last week that last week officials would be interfering as least as possible. Uh, I guess we're waiting to see on that side of things. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we talked about about Liverpool side of things, the Bournemouth side of things, Dan. Um They started well, but faded quickly.
1: Yeah, they did. It wasn't as bad as last season when we spanked them 9-0. It
0: and also, they... worse than last season, really, could it?
1: No. A uh, big shout for Semenyo up top for uh, for Bournemouth. I thought he looked an absolute, I'll use the word before, he looked a menace. He, he, he ran our defence ragged at times. Uh, really good to see. And I always like Philip Billing in the centre of their midfield. Don't know why I just really like him as a player. But speaking of midfielders, just to go back to Liverpool for a second, uh, credit to uh, Wataru Endo uh, for coming on a couple of days after signing, not really knowing the system and playing...
0: Never having trained in really first team either.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought that deserved a mention.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, even Trent on his 200th Premier League appearance um, had 80 put a good shift in and Van Dijk rattled the bar as well. They they kept trying. They just kept going and going and going. Even, even, suppose I had a shock to the the line. But yeah, we will have to move on now, unfortunately. <laughs> As we start the clock again for this time, Wolves versus Brighton. Dan, go.
1: Matoma and Peenan, the next 80 oh, to 100 million pound transfers out of out of Brighton—they are incredible players. Matoma's first goal—it it reminded me of that infamous one of, of uh, Giggs versus Arsenal in the in the FA Cup. Just the, the power and the pace of the run. He's
0: the my proper
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, He, 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 he 1999,
0: he would have been he would have been 13. <laughs> Bless. He cried his um, night nice that at night. I don't think he cried again until his son was born. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I have to say, just all round, away from the two sort of superstars of the day, um, the Zerbe's team just are so quick and incisive. It's brilliant. And, and where is he getting this out of Solly March?
0: Just yeah. Like. Record. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's had a blinding sight of the season, you know. Uh, Roberto De Zerbi uh, deserves an absolute. The freedom of Brighton, the way he's, the way he's come in and, and done a great job. Graham Potter might be regretting his, his move to Chelsea badly right now.
1: Absolutely, and, and uh, to be fair, I called it at the time Chelsea's a poison chalice, and we'll come on to that later on with uh, with Chelsea with West Ham Chelsea, Um Wolves on the Wolves side of things, they were a bit unlucky at times. Um, Lamina had a had a header that didn't go in. Um, you know, Huang got the uh, got the consolation, but they are paying dearly for for not dipping into the transfer market and for the upheaval of getting rid of Lopetegui. Um, they just, well, you can't blame O'Neill because he's not been there that long, but. It no, but
0: not particularly that because he wasn't getting any transfer budget. And I don't blame him for that at all, you know, he mm. did have his opinion before the seasons on. But after the performance they put in at Old Trafford, you were hoping they would put in a better performance here. But then again, given what we what we witnessed in person on Saturday night, it's little wonder, really, that um, Wolves getting their trousers pulled down and being thrashed apart, their private parts were rolled up newspaper. <laughs> by Brighton is not without really surprising.
1: No, well, Brighton have become.
0: Mind you, there are of smashings, of course, this weekend. But
1: yeah, but Brighton have become the only the fifth team ever to score four goals or more in the first two games of a Premier League season. They they look like they'll be a fixture in the top, you know, the top six or top top eight for for years to come. Obviously, we'll see how the how it plays out with Europe in, in, uh, in coming. But <sighs> um, they looked incredible. Uh, back on the Wolves front.
0: Mm. Sorry. i how many, how many of these players are going to end up going across to, to Chelsea, I wonder?
1: Well, well, they might be asking Moises Caicedo about that.
0: come um. <laughs> on that in a minute well. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, One thing I wanted to say, though, how brainless is Mateus Nunes?
0: Well, uh, it, was, it was really a bad day for him, wasn't it?
1: He threw, stupid yellow for throwing the ball away, and then a stupid yellow for shoving Esterpenin. I get being frustrated, and some may point to it as a sign of passion, but it's when your team are already down and out, it's it's, it's doubly pointless.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And and now you just cost them because, because they can't. You can't appeal those yellows. Then they don't overturn second yellows, so you're mm. you're banned for a game already now. Yeah. And with and with Liverpool sniffing around Lamina as well now. Apparently, um, as are a lot of players, a lot, a lot of teams, apparently. Um, where does do the uh, the exodus from mid-table clubs um, stop, I guess? Because mm-hmm. all the big clubs, as it were, are going for like crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, all, all I'd say is, I think, despite the scoreline and despite the, the head dropping and whatnot... Um, I, there there are flashes there of something that uh, Gary O'Neill can work with and he showed at, Bar- at Bournemouth last season that he is capable of, of managing a, a relegation dogfight. Whether he can do it for a full season is another thing, but he'd uh, it, be pulling off another minor miracle to sort this out.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, I have nothing else really to add here, so we actually probably can actually move on to this point, but um, if Matuma is still at Brighton by the end of the transfer window that's good business on brian's part i've got a funny feeling Mm. somebody maybe should try and step him up
1: Mm, we'll see
0: right on to our commentary game of the weekend which was tottenham versus manchester united daniel
1: yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna bang the drum again for (laughs) pape
0: We did on <laughs> the show, um, if you joined us for the live stream, it was it was a great performance by him and Eve Basuma. Um, both yeah. of them a the former the the Brighton player. a um, lot of lot of good ex Brighton players um, have gone to other clubs and they're really helping to the blossom their own careers here. Tottenham played a completely different it was so it was so much better than they were playing last weekend.
1: Yeah, I think they were. It's because they were allowed to as well. Um, I saw some of the analysis on the Man U game, and, and they were saying about how imbalanced the midfield is when you've got Fernandez and Mount, who are who are two players who who don't necessarily defend. Mount can do can do that, but he wasn't. It didn't look like he was given that role to do. And Casemiro can't do everything himself, like as, as you alluded to before the commentary started. Um, it just wasn't good enough for United. It really wasn't, and I think Roy Keane had the most damning sort of.
0: Uh... Yeah, I share that to you. We we have a obviously we have a WhatsApp chat where we where we mm. throw everything in there when we when we chat about various stuff. Usually it's me just throwing stuff in there, so people people can have a little glance there for their notes sort of thing. But I yeah, Roy Keane on Sky Sports um, gave a damning damning thing like thing. Man United have a new Spurs. I'm like wow. <laughs>
1: The thing um, is, to, to mitigate that slightly, Vicario had to make two or three really quality saves. I can't five, uh, yeah.
0: five and five. Yeah. Three cracking saves, but another two really important ones. I was very pleased with Vicario. Um, mm. Hugo Lloris, um, who's he? It, it, I mean, he's still at the club. <laughs> he's at the club still, I believe, but he's certainly not number one goalkeeper anymore. Uh, he's just waiting
1: for an exit. Um, after, for Madison as well. We we had a little um, discussion about the transfer fee for Madison. Um, uh, he's looking worth every penny at the minute.
0: I still think it's a little high, personally. The um, thing is,
1: to put that in perspective, Liverpool paid £25 million for for Alden the season that Newcastle were relegated. If you add on the English player tax that comes with every transfer, it's about
0: right. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, I do remember um when Wine when when Liverpool bought Wine when the year went down, I remember Lindsay Hipgrave um roasting a Liverpool fan who phoned into the Danny Baker's show um <laughs> turning around and saying, Um Um are you are you happy with your thirty minute for Wine He's gone on one the fucking lot with Liverpool, of course he did. Yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah, Liverpool were quite happy with him. <laughs> Just a Little cool. bit, yeah. Crazy um, thing that never actually worked out for him in the end, it turns out. Right. Well, <laughs> Tottenham won this game uh, in spite of their striker.
1: Yeah, yeah Richarlison. Well, to be honest, all I've got in my notes is Richarlison is wank. He was a petulant compa- complaining child when he came off, and that's the most notable thing he did.
0: probably a nice thing you actually could have said about it, to be fair. Um, we said he looked like a petulant child. He didn't even like the fact that when went to that, when Papissar came off, um, and he was trying to like high five him sort of thing, he was act like a petulant brat. Then I'm thinking like, you are lucky to be playing at all. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. the thing is, that's where Mitumo from Brighton could end up. He could they will well end up at Tottenham.
1: Potentially, yeah.
0: All I'll say is, if you do that deal, Brighton, do not. Except Richardson in part exchange.
1: I wouldn't do that. He's not a deserving player.
0: That, that's quite. Um, true. That's quite true. But, Speaking um, of
1: petulant children, though, just as we, we sort of come towards the end of this, Bruno Fernandez is he's, he's not a captain. He does not lead by example. He, he's a fair weather captain at best.
0: Graham mentioned this earlier about the other day about um, in the chat. Um, mm. He's, of a, work, he's of a captain which inspi- who inspires less than that, and I mentioned Joey Barton obviously for QPR. More than one, though, one has come to mind since the the live show. Mm -hmm. Kurt Zouma at West Ham. Ooh. He was played at the start of the season. I'm like, are you sure, David Moyes? You know, people calling him the Moyes sire. Um, But at the same time, yeah, that one's more of a a crucifixion, I think.
1: Yeah. But United looked all at seeing Spurs were playing sailing.
0: Good call, mate. Good call.
1: And just before the five-minute mark.
0: Onto the last game from Saturday now, Dan. And we are talking about the champions playing Newcastle in the oligarch derby.
1: Or um, <laughs> as I called it, oil classical.
0: You did indeed, and I didn't laugh at it on the stream. I didn't laugh again now because, you know, I try not to acknowledge their existence. Um, that oh, yeah. being said, uh, this game was... I was talking about... Meh. Yeah,
1: it, it was... It was tight, cagey. Um, Harland looked real, looked really off the boil.
0: Yeah, um, one thing which I is w- rare. One thing I'll noticed, and bear in mind, I have I've got I've had plenty to say about Phil Foden. I think his ears look stupid. I think his hairstyle's outdated, and I think he looks like a melted Ken out of Barbie and Ken. <laughs> but as a footballer, I think he's amazing. I think yeah. he's a footballer. Absolutely. I can rag on what he, on, on on his on his appearance. But that's, that's pretty fair, you know, I, I'm no oil painting, but as a player, he'll take a man on, he'll beat his man and he'll stay on his feet. Came through the academy, yeah. didn't cost Man City a single penny. On the other side on the front line, you've got a player they bought for a hundred million. Someone goes near him in the sa- goes in the same postcode as him. He hits the deck. Harder than someone taking a sniper shot at him.
1: Not a fan of Grealish either.
0: Think that Aston Villa pulled City's trousers down. On that one. Put it this way, he was still drunk four days after the Champions League final. He did fuck all!
1: I I can't criticise anybody for that. That's probably what I'd do.
0: Yeah, I know, but the thing is... Is that he was celebrating like he'd won the treble single-handedly I, I mean I can't nothing stands out at any point in, in the season usually when someone wins the big big player you point to like companies big big goal against Leicester to not have to put them on call for the league title Aguero about last-minute goal against QPR um, you know if for that um, Gerard getting the the first goal back in Istanbul. Um the aforementioned Giggs goal um against against Arsenal for Man United. There are certain moments which stand out in campaigns to, to, to football fans. Can you remember one thing Jack Grealish did last year? Apart from pulling out of Jonas hair and rolling around the floor a lot.
1: No, I can't, to, to take it in a more positive direction back to Foden. Um it's... He looked fantastic, and he's going to really benefit from De Bruyne's absence. He's the he's going to be the heir apparent, and it's his chance to cement a starting place, which is very hard to come by uh, yeah. in in Pep's team. I want to say as well what an astute signing um, Kovacic is for their midfield with yes. Gundogan oh, well, leaving.
0: Two, relatively cheap, two thirty. Twenty-five million. Twenty-five well,
1: million. Yeah. yeah. Kovacic is one of those players, a bit like the when we mentioned Wayne before. He the type of work he does on the football pitch, you you don't really notice him until he's not playing at his best, and then it so then it becomes abundantly clear what he does. Um, I think yeah, he's a fantastic reminds, player, and I'm amazed Chelsea let him go.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of when I turn up at work. I one day I turn up late for work. I noticed that, but I noticed the 25 times going early.
1: Yeah, that, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's that, always the same, all, isn't that's,
0: it? That's sort all of experience, yeah, for sure. Um, Kovacic is a, is a big myth for Chelsea, which we'll come on to momentarily. Newcastle won't be too disheartened, I don't think, here. This is all going to be a tough game for them. And the fact there it was only 1-0, and to be fair, City were literally all hands at a pump at the end to try and hu- mm. withstand Newcastle assault. Um, has... I mean, I'm saying this now. I know Harland's scored a couple of goals last weekend, but it was against Burnley, just saying. Um, whereas... Harland is is are people trying to find him out?
1: No, Haaland's going to come good. Um, you've got to remember this Newcastle defence was one of, if not the leanest last season. Um,
0: I've, I've, so... I, have to, I have to, I have to. Well, contract I say this. There was, I play devil's advocate and uh, and ask <laughs> you whether or not I agree with it or not. Um, I had to, I had to ask the question. I mean, I don't think I think that Harland again will come good, but. Um, but Newcastle won't be too disappointed with this, um, this result, and City will be glad to get the win. Obviously, their a 100 record, but there was a lot more exciting stuff, to be honest, happening on Sunday. Dan, wasn't there?
1: It really was. Which one are we going to first?
0: We will go, Dan. The first one we'll go to um, is the game. The early kickoff, which is at Villa Park. Daniel, would you like to take us away?
1: Uh, can I just laugh for five solid
0: minutes? Uh, well, you can if you like, but it might be a bit boring for people listening at home. So a bit of <laughs> elaboration <laughs> as to why you're laughing at Aston Villa's 4-0 victory. Is it because of Villa Park? Because it was against Everton. Yeah, there yeah go.
1: pretty much. Um, but this is very much the bounce-back that Villa needed after the week before, um, getting put to the sword by new castle. The Uh, the left wing was a bit of a left field one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I expected Villa to retaliate. I expected them to get a win, but I had them down as a 1-0 win. Um, I didn't expect them to take what they'd learned last week and basically, we it against Everton. Everton, <laughs> where do you start? With, I mean, I mean, we'll get to Everton in a moment, but Leon Bailey is starting to grow into his Villa side.
1: I was just about to bring up Leon Bailey. It's great to see he spent so many years touted as sort of the next big thing from... ...team should sign. It didn't quite happen for him in his first season, which it doesn't for a lot of players. But so happy to see him banging in goals and assists in that game, brilliant stuff. And I th- I've got a feeling Moussa Diaby is going to go the same way. Um, he was unlucky in this game, I believe he hit the crossbar with the, with one of his shots and had a couple blocked. Um, it was. It, but we live in a world where Aston Villa not to not to denigrate Villa, because you know the historically you know big club and all of that, but they're bringing on the likes of Yuri Tielemans and Philippe Coutinho. My reputation Coutinho is a massive player but they, they have the luxury of bringing him on and taking him off 20 minutes later
0: <laughs> i mean how many people how many times can you say that for example it's, it's fantastic because you know, is well is champions league level player for sure um right villa had a great had a great game unquestionably uh but how bad How bad was this Everton side? Before we get into how bad this was, can I just just send my heart out to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, again, going off injured. He has only completed 190 minutes since January.
1: Yeah, that's important. It it, it was a nasty, nasty uh, swelling on his eye, though. Uh, from that collision he couldn't have carried on and he, and he played until he absolutely couldn't carry on. You know, it, it was a, it was a gutsy performance but it, with Everton you look at their lineup they're playing four central defenders sorry four central midfielders yeah. Onana yeah. Idriissa Gay, James Garner and it will be on the left wing when he's been better centrally for them. They just—they've got no width, and now they've got no striker again. They bring on Dan Juma, who's on loan to play up top when he's more of a winger.
0: Mm.
1: They're the playing Ashley Young. You know, he might still have the legs for it, but is he really the best they can do at left back? Yes, really. When they've got when they've got Michelinco, you know, Michelinco on the bench, who was good enough, at, you know, last year apparently. Yeah, it's it's in a shambles. I know they've got players out. They've got. White McNeil, the Mary Gray, they've got Jack Harrison to come in, and you know maybe if Andre Gomez can rediscover some of his form, but so. they just they just looked hapless and hopeless.
0: Yeah, and that is terrible. Obviously, um, I do want to address the the elephant in the room, as it were, regarding Everton here. I mentioned it last week and I mentioned it again, and I don't want to have to keep mentioning it. But the fact of the matter is is that. This is a game of football. Whoever the specimen is out there who sent anon racist abuse, get in the fucking bin. Okay, we, we, me and Dan, as Liverpool fans, we wholeheartedly say we love to point and laugh at Everton, and we do when they lose because it's what we do for rivalry. But we never, ever, ever send to someone's personal DMs. Racist abuse, or last week with moped when you sent abuse, wishing that his mother was in a grave. You can all get in the bin and. What if it's gonna happen? They can track this sort of stuff now. You will go to jail for this now. This carries a one year prison sentence.
1: And they deserve more, quite frankly. They can fuck off out of football.
0: Bang, five minutes. One that made me smile, Dan. Now we're into, into the final straight here. We've got one more game after this. We're going to go to East London for West Ham. My my father, yeah. my stepfather was there, and well, my goodness,
1: the first time a David Moyes team has overcome a Mauricio Pochettino team. Wow, amazingly. Well, I say amazingly, just you know, for the for the length of time that Moyes has been. In the Premier League and some of the teams he's managed and, and what have you, this the the warning signs were there for Chelsea early on, and James Ward-Prowse has already proven his worth just just from set pieces.
0: James Ward-Prowse <laughs> first game and he's already got two assists straight away, Madness. and could have had a, could have had three. He had he had the first he had one corner. Um, in, the, in, the, in the fifth minute, which was scrambled behind for a corner, which was then put in by Eguard. Um, Mick um, Antonio, with his se- with, with the second goal, was an absolute blast. Like, Mick Antonio, an absolute... right? Hmm.
1: That guy didn't start playing centre-forward until he was 30 and is yeah, West Ham's leading bad. Premier League goalscorer.
0: He was a fullback, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he played everywhere he until he took it? on that role.
0: And started playing striker, it's a bit like um, it's a bit like that um player who plays up top for Canada. Um, I forget what his name is off the top of my head, it'll come to me eventually. Uh, but he's left Alfonso back- Davis, yeah, left back for London, though. A know. I'm, that's,
1: I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Bayern Munich guy.
0: No, you know, <laughs> you're, you're think you're, you're thinking of someone, um, Alfonso Alves. I'm not sure, no, he played for Borough. but yeah, <laughs> if you're listening, you know who we're talking about. Tech the Emperor Show, we'll, we'll, we'll mention you next week. I want to talk, though, about, uh, apart from that, about, about we'll talk a bit about Chumbawamba, Um, Chukwumeka, um <laughs> sorry, I apologise, um, who, um, good goal, good goal, so good sort of goal. goal. Yeah, and we thought, well, here we go, he maybe just find it out together. And then comes the £115 million man, who is a central holding midfielder. We bring on when they're 2-1 down. But can I just go back to Chukwameka?
1: Yes. So, throughout that game, Nicholas Jackson, who actually looks pretty lively, looks like he's going to be a decent forward once they can actually get him the proper service. Um, and Sterling was having a good little run around. is the only one that actually put the ball in the back of the net. And he came off for Mudrick just after the second half started. Yeah. he must He must have a knock. To come off like that because he was the only one who looked anything like, and I thought he looked fantastic he
0: was against Liverpool. Yellow card. And a lot of players mm. this year are being subbed with the yellow cards because of the descent rule. People aren't wanting people to pick up second yellows, which is fair. Which is right. To be fair, we've seen we've seen people getting second yellows for nothing recently, particularly tonight. Um, mm. But Casilda came. But on yeah, Casilda. came on for Chilwell, and wasn't great. Well, then Gray, and then gave away penalty in the end to cement their loss.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, pretty disastrous debut and definitely one to forget. There's every chance he'll come good.
0: This is the thing. I mean, I've had a quick glance. Um, at...
1: Sorry, I was just going to say, £100 million midfielder gave away a penalty and another one missed a penalty for Chelsea.
0: Yes. Yes, um, and the, actually, to be fair, it was a good. It was actually it was a good stop, by um, was, it, was it a yep. save. Was it a miss. Was it, I think it was a good save by. it was, uh, a, save, it was
1: a save. It was um, it was Alphonso first Premier League penalty save.
0: Wow, I me, I'd like to point out, by the way, out of out of ten, Caicedo got an average of one point eight five from the Chelsea fans.
1: Well, he was bound to. I, I take those player ratings with a hefty pinch of salt because. Quite frankly, once you get a group of people all dis- I'll talk about the same subject <laughs> and, and voting on things, you're going to get a stupid result nine only, times out of ten.
0: Only one player got a worse score for Chelsea, and that was Mudrick, 0.01% less. Um, and the best player, as far as they were concerned, by a country mile was Chocwimeka, followed by Sterling, followed by Chilwell. And Chilwell got a 3.9. Mm
1: came off after sixty one minutes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I really like get pac uh, as we come towards the end of this. Uh, yeah. yeah just I hope City don't get packata.
0: <laughs> if they do they can't play him So the last game to we'll talk about Dan, ninth game of the week of, of match day two is Christopoulos versus Arsenal. It literally finished about an hour ago as we are recording this now. Your thoughts, young man?
1: Palace are very lucky not to get something out of this game, to be honest. They defended like absolute monsters for the most part. Anderson and Guay, as that centre-back partnership, uh, looked looked imperious together. Uh, I think there was only a couple of instances in the first half where I think Enketia just slid one yeah. wide, but they were, they were giving virtually nothing. And, and Tyreek Mitchell... Uh, playing at left back as well, he's definitely one to watch. Yeah. Um Jefferson Lerma looks in an astute signing in midfield. He's unspectacular but does his job well. Um nice to see check the I don't want to say too much because he's linked with Liverpool and I feel my bias at sure. But he looked very good. Um just Roy Hodgson's done an amazing job to get these players ticking over again.
0: Yeah the evergreen Roy Hodgson um is still somehow getting um getting something out of these players. I mean, the fact that he can have managed for so long in his career, retired more times than Mick Foley, um, and yet he's still <laughs> able to get a good performance out of this team. I mean, I, I was totally impressed with him, to be fair. Um, I was slightly annoyed at t- One little thing about Mitchell I was a little bit annoyed about. At the end, Ramsdale made a, made a bit of a fluff, and if Mitchell had composed of a bit better, he could have buried it.
1: It could have. It was very much a defender's finish, um, but you know these these things happen. Palace can take a lot of a lot of good and a lot of uh, a lot of heart from this uh, from this game because the the scoreline belies the performance. They were they were much better than losing one nil. Um, the red card had a lot to had a lot of part to play. Um, pretty harsh on Tommy Asu as we were discussing off air.
0: Yeah, Tommy Asu. He was dismissed for he was dismissed um, for um, he got a yellow card for taking too long over a throw-in. Um, however, most of the time had been for um, Kai Havertz, who then threw the ball to his teammate, who promptly got the booking, and then uh, twenty fifty yards away, um, Andrew Ayou, um was fouled. Um, it was very soft and it was uh, a second yellow and therefore red card, which alludes, which goes to what I was saying earlier about um, double yellows being a thing people worry about. That was Mm -hmm. after the first red card in 15 months.
1: Wow, didn't know that.
0: League, which I think may be a record for any Premier League team, actually. It Um, will be. Yeah, Um, I know it'd been a long time that Liverpool had a a straight red card. yeah, I mean, I mean, Arsenal were. I mean, I mean, they didn't concede, but they were flapping a bit towards the end. I think that yeah, if the on, yeah, <laughs> I think if Zaha had still been in this team, it would have been a different story. They or even
1: if, um, sorry, even if uh, Odyssey was still uh, was fit, sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, t- speaking of Odyssey, he turned Chelsea down this week. And I've got to admit, that put a big smile on my face. Not because of me being anything against Chelsea, buying players. You know, Chelsea can do what they want sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It was more about the fact that he wanted to stay and play for Crystal Palace week in, week out, than sit on the bench at Chelsea.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that as well.
0: And maybe not even sit on the bench at Chelsea. I I mean, we talked about it on the transfer show, how many players they've sold at Chelsea, and yet they've still got so many. And they're still buying players, Let's not forget, as well. Yeah, what, it's, it's absolutely cracking.
1: Uh, speaking of players that Chelsea sold, I'm I'm not convinced by Kai Havertz in central midfield at all. Two games now, I thought that I thought Ateta had a plan for Havertz, and maybe he does, but it, it's just not working for me. He, he needs to be up top.
0: I will say, give him give him some time. It is only his second Premier League game, so you know, yeah, we, true. So you know, we get to Christmas sort all of time. If he's still got no no goals, no assists, sort of thing, then we will. We'll revisit this point for sure. But I do see where they're coming from, to be fair. Um, Mm. I mean, Palace had 14 chances in this game, and six of them were in the final five minutes.
1: (laughs) And it says a lot about Palace as a whole, really. They've been struggling for a striker since Ben left. You know, they've got Odson Edward and and they've got Mateta in, and neither have really worked out. And I just, again, they need to invest in somebody.
0: Quick shout-out for Odegaard, who took the penalty. Um, that was his first penalty he's taken since one for Vitesse back in 2019. Wow. Well, we kept to the five-minute rule, and we had to. Today, we actually um, we actually got plenty in there, though, Dan, didn't we? We did,
1: yeah. I uh, quite like that format. It a bit of extra challenge to it. got to be concise and, and to the point. I, I like that.
0: Which, for us, is saying something. Yeah, <laughs> we can go off on tangents like no tomorrow. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening along to the show. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about match day three. Um, don't forget, we mentioned we are doing the live watch long this Sunday for vs Liverpool. Join us in the chat, um, at quarter past four UK time, quarter past 11. He said, hoping he was right, yeah, um, eastern time um connor is moving states between now and then so hopefully he should be fine and settled and hopefully his internet will be stable and not and he won't have a a motion detector for a, a light switch so he won't be in the ymca through the whole thing this time hopefully um, <laughs> which i think is still brilliant um don't forget to, to go and check out our merch over on Public for the, the SCP SG, one media store um or just, look, or just search for the volley podcast on there. Um, if you want to find, like, check out what Connor's talking about. Um, go check out at Connor Knows Footy on X slash Twitter. Dan,
1: yeah,
0: your Twitter.
1: Oh, sorry, that's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, well- <laughs>
0: We are professionals.
1: <laughs> very sleepy. Uh, I'm not professional in anything I do. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan griffin 21 uh, I'll spare you all the usual intro, uh, usual outros, because I want to get to bed. Uh, but find all my uh, all my projects there for for UTT and Associate podcasts and the Doctor Who pod on this very
0: network. Absolutely. Find me at the Matt at UK. And everywhere across VGM, doing lots of stuff from D and D to wrestling and everything in between. And obviously follow this show and at the the volley show um on x and twitter and um also follow the network at SJP world media um on behalf of us all here at the volley um that's full time we're out of here